listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Listening to Windy City Slam, the podcast. I have myself, Chris Lanuti, and Mike Pankow from WindyCitySlam.com sitting straight across from me at my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement on the south side of Chicago. And we're going to spend the next 30 minutes talking about local Chicago area wrestling and, of course, the Royal Rumble. We were going back and forth talking about that a little bit while it was going on, Mike. And it, it, it overall, good show, right? It was a very good show for the most part. I mean, there were... A few things that bothered me, but for the most part, I really enjoyed the Rumble. We're going to get into all that, but because we are a local Chicago wrestling show, I want to talk about what's going on here, right here in Chicagoland. There are great promotions everywhere. Mike last week struggled to be able to give his top five. And <laughs> like, did anything change from the four you gave or were they all solidly in there? Like, uh, like I don't want to nail you down because I'm afraid that you're worried that like some promotions going to be like, what's up, Mike? Windy City Slam doesn't think we're one of the top five, and I don't want to put you in that position. But, like, any of the solid four that you gave me, did anything get bumped out or put in? I mean, I think the top four kind of stayed the same from last week. Uh, NXT, NXT UK, Warrior Wrestling, AAW, in terms of national, worldwide, and, like, Chicago combined in my in my head for can't-miss promotions. And then my fifth one, I decided to settle with AEW, and this past week's show kind of helped me settle on that. Um, Dynamite was uh, a terrific show. Uh, I'll get into that real quick so right Raw now. and SmackDown yep. do not make the top five right now. With not Mike right Pankow. now. No. Okay, well, we may get into that a little bit more right when now. we talk about the Rumble, okay? But what's yeah. going on right now? And you know what? Like I said, that list changes. Things oh, are going to go in change and daily. out. Right. The, yeah. the Pancow top five could change week to week, Yeah, which I'm totally okay with. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about what's going on right here in the area. Anything this past week or coming up this week? Yeah. Well, real quick, um, let's touch upon AAW. They had their first show of 2020, A New Dawn. Uh, it was Friday night at Logan Square Auditorium, north side of the city. Uh, a couple of their top matches were title matches. The besties in the world retained the AAW Tag Team Championships. Over one of your favorite names in wrestling, Jake Something and Kurt <laughs> and Kurt Stallion, and that was the main event. I, I mean, I tell you that some of the names, especially for the local guys, are just the best. I, you know, if they don't make it in wrestling, like if they never make the big time, Vince should be trying to find the guys coming up with some of these names because they're better than ones that he comes up with in WWE. AEW should be knocking on their door just to be creative in the background because some of these things are just hysterical. Actually, Jake does work a little bit with Impact Wrestling does as he? well. Yeah, he goes uh, by a different name there. I believe, uh, I can't remember the, the, the name of his character there. He's one of the Diener cousins, I believe. Okay. But yeah, he does work also a little bit for Impact. So yeah, he has a little bit of a foothold in some of the bigger companies now. And uh, he's also um, dating Ruby Riot, who's on the disabled list or the injured list for WWE. So, right, exactly. Yeah, and they're, uh, she's a Midwestern wrestler, too. And she came up uh, kind of wrestling in a lot of the local shows here, too. Hopefully we'll see her soon, but that's besides the point, I guess. And also, the second match I want to touch upon real quick from Logan Square for AAW was Hakeem Zane 
He defeated Paco to retain the AAW Heritage Championship. And AAW is coming back again next month with a big show. Uh, uh, their champion will be headlining their show. That's Mance Warner. And then as for coming attractions, uh, this Friday night uh, in Wrigleyville at Rizzo's, Kaiju Attack Wrestling is back after a few months hiatus. They have a show called Costume Murder Gymnastics. You got to love that name. And it, the concept is the wrestlers will be performing their matches in cosplay. So somebody be dressed up as Batman and uh, somebody be dressed up as Darth Vader. They have all the men and women who are wrestling on the show will be wrestling in, in, in cosplay. It is almost like Halloween meets wrestling. That's going to be, uh, that sounds like Kaiju's um, MO going forward as well once they do more shows. I mean, they run, uh, they have, like I said, they haven't run shows for a while. But the promoter told me yesterday that they, they're hoping to run a few more shows this year. And I think that's going to be more of their theme now. They're trying to find their little niche in the market. From everything I've heard from people who attend their shows, they love them. They're some of the best shows out there. They're, they're a lot of fun. POW Entertainment is uh, doing two shows this month. And they're starting this Saturday, February 1st, with a show in Fox Lake. The main event in that show will be their champion, Tyler Sullivan, defending the POW Championship against veteran ice pick Vic Capri. Real cool dude. Great wrestler. Kind of in the mold of a, a Davey Richards, a Landstorm, Chris Benoit type of style with his, you know, his body type, his, his in-ring work. Really good, solid worker. And plus the tag team championships will be on the line between a couple of really cool guys, Dr. Jeff Luxon and um, Southside Chicago guy Dave Rydell. They'll be defending their titles against Joey Cece and Joey Areola Saturday night in Fox Lake. And then another show, real quick, I'm going to touch upon, Northern Lights Wrestling, Saturday night, February 1st, at the Godley Park District in Godley, Illinois. And if people are wondering, where the heck is Godley? Probably about 15 minutes or so southwest of Joliet. So taking 55 straight down there will get you there. And uh, on that show, you'll see EJ Jensen, Shane Foster, Jack Carpenter, and one of my favorite names in local wrestling, Rough Crossing. All right. That's a lot of local stuff going on. I think we're rushing through it a little bit because I want to get to the Rumble and stuff like that. There's another segment that I'm going to just jump into the Rumble with that we debuted last week, and that is Explain This to Me Like I'm a Noob. I will always be a noob compared to Mike because Mike eats, sleeps, and and feeds upon wrestling. He lives wrestling. He breathes wrestling. This is what he does, especially the local stuff. But he's in tune to everything that's going on in the wrestling world. I watched last night WWE Royal Rumble, and I didn't know all of the storylines because there are times where I fall out of it and get back in. And I'm back in because this is the time that a lot of people get back in right around Rumble time. So explain this to me like I'm a noob. Why was it okay when we're championing the women's revolution and we're talking about how important they are compared to the men to dress Santino Morella the way he was dressed like a girl and have him come out and interrupt at the end, not even in the first five entrants, but no, he shows up as number 29 in the Royal Rumble. How, who thought of that? And why does that happen 
and then they could turn around with a straight face and talk about how the, the women are valued the same as the men. You could, Doink the Clown wouldn't have come walking out at number 29 ever. And that was worse than that. So I, I just don't get it. Explain it to me like I'm a noob, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go on a, maybe a little bit of a rant here. Uh, Santina Morella, who obviously Santino. No. Sister, <laughs> in quote marks. No, they're not the, they're, they, they're the, they're not, they're the same person? Yeah, it's oh, gosh, absolutely I got, I got ridiculous. Totally um, going back to WrestleMania 24, this is 12 years ago. They had a, a Divas Battle Royal. They were called Divas at that point. Maybe 20, 25 women from the past, present, you know, young, well, mostly older um, competitors coming back. Kind of a reunion thing. Even Sonny was in this Battle Royal. All the hype was there. It was really exciting. I was looking forward to it too. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to have all these intros. I'm going to pop for all these women coming out. So, no, they're running short on time. So, Kit Rock serenades them all to the ring with one of his songs. Kit Rock was a guest at WrestleMania that year. They all come coming out together in mass. We could barely even see right. who all of them were. And then I'm like, who the heck is dressed in drag? And then we figured out it was Santino Morella dressed up in drag. And then he ends up winning the thing. I mean, that set the women's division back 10, 15 years, or even worse than that. Like, made him into a garbage product. It's the reason why you had to relaunch it with the way that they relaunched everything. And now, after all that progress, they do a callback to one of the biggest mistakes they ever made. Yeah. It's insulting. Stupid. With all this stuff, I mean, like, if I, I watch some of the WWE stuff on the network about the hype stuff, and. A lot of these female wrestlers talking about how inspirational that they are to these young children, these these young girls, mm-hmm. and and all this like dramatic music into play playing in the background, and all this like we we care so much about this, and this is important to these young women. And then you pull this thing, like men didn't find it funny. Like this thing, like you didn't even like you didn't even appeal to like some grunting like sexist man. That was like, this is hysterical. Why should Tito beat these chicks up? Like, nobody found that to be funny at all. Nobody enjoyed no. it. Chris, one person enjoyed it, and his, his initials are VKM. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. But thank Mitch God. Like, ha, ha, ha. This is the best. This is the uh, best. I love it, pal. <laughs> Do it some more. <laughs> but yeah, um, ridiculous. <laughs> Thankfully, it only lasted about two minutes. He, uh, he, I'm not going to say she, he actually hit himself with his own cobra puppet. Which was stupid as and well. And flipped himself out. At least give one of the women... A chance to hit him. Yeah, or, or have one of the women throw him out. Are we protecting Santino? Yeah. Is that what it Why is? Why we, we protect Santino, who basically is retired at this point. <laughs> We're protecting He's not wrestling. Santino. He's running a tr- uh, an MMA and a wrestling school up in Toronto. Can you imagine the I mean, look on the face of Charlotte Flair when they, were gonna, they explained to him that that's going to happen? Like when they tell her that that's going to be happening, can you can you imagine or the look on them. her face when when she's looking at them and they're explaining this is what we're going to do with him and you're like and she's like what we were we were headlining WrestleMania last year yeah. what that's crazy ask, to me. ask Billy Kay or Peyton Royce the Iconics who won the women's tag team championships at WrestleMania last year weren't even in the match weren't on the him. card that was what no. I was going to ask you so we're going to go through both Rumbles but let's talk about the women's one because we're on it. Who was missing that you thought was going to make an appearance and you were disappointed, didn't get in there? And also, if somebody got in there and they were out like right away, who who were you disappointed? Uh, women's Rumble and or men's? The, let's start with the women's first because we were on it and we'll move on to the men's because there's lots to talk about with the men's one. I, I was hoping, uh, I didn't even mention it last week or even in my story, I, um, I'm always hoping that Paige 
might have made a comeback because she had a little bit of a neck issue too a couple years ago. And there was talk that she might actually be getting cleared soon. And she's one of the most polarizing and popular figures in women's wrestling. That's someone I would have loved to have seen. Obviously, you know, your Trish Stratuses, your leaders, you would have loved to have seen all that. Tori Wilson. Right. But yeah, I mean, I thought they did a really good job about spotlighting NXT's women. Bianca Belair had a huge night. That was a big night. Now, I was. Shayna Baszler as well. Yeah, she did well. She did very well. Those were two really good moments. Um, The Bianca Belair thing, I I became a fan just watching that. I was. I was with most of the crowd when Alexa Bliss was eliminated. Yeah. I felt like she was in there long enough that it would have made sense to keep her in there towards the end mm-hmm. because I actually started to believe like she's going to hang in there the whole time. And like, people like Alexa Bliss too. And I like her. She's one yeah. of my favorites, okay? And and I not only because of the fact she's just incredibly hot, but also because like she did that whole thing with the broken arm thing and continues wrestling or what did she, she like double jointed. Mm-hmm. She yeah. pulls off like these insane moves and I almost she's totally actually forgot extremely about that. talented. That's, that's good memory. Yeah. She's extremely <laughs> talented. And like, it would have been kind of cool to see her hang in there, even if she doesn't win, but the way that she was eliminated mm-hmm. there when, when you had number one and number two at one point clear of the ring and they were still there. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh yeah, these two are making it to the end. And then that, that didn't happen. All right, let's get to the men. Okay, this is going to be fun. And and <laughs> this could take up the rest of the show. But so before we get to the men, real quick, maybe give me a minute your feelings on the strap match cuz I loved it. I love the Bray Wyatt uh Daniel Bryan strap match. I I don't know why I liked it, but I I did enjoy that fight that happened there. Yeah, Bray Bray Wyatt as the Fiend, very unique character. That was a very a very good match, the hard-hitting. Uh I love the the strap being incorporated. They they used the tables outside. I mean, they've, they've built a story where it was kind of a bit of a grudge match between the two. Um, Braid pulled Daniel under the ring uh, a few weeks ago, um, ripped some of his hair out, and then Daniel went, ran with it, cut the hair down a little bit more. He was a little bit more focused. I mean, yeah, he still does the yes, yes, yes stuff, but, you know, he did feel a little bit more of a, a focused drive toward him. It'll be interesting to see from here where he goes. But, yeah, I, I see The Fiend um, having some sort of featured WrestleMania match at this point against whom at this point, I don't know. I think they're going to possibly build Roman Reigns toward him for WrestleMania. That's just my guess. That'd be an interesting match. Okay. So let's talk Royal Rumble. There's a few things that happen here. You predicted edge correctly. Yes. You nailed that one on the show last week that Mm -hmm. he was going to be showing up. Uh, There's also, I, I thought there was a botch where somebody left the ring that, that everybody right, seemed to be yeah. very, very surprised when they hit the ground. And I have and, some information about that, I, So too. I want to talk about that. So let's let's start first off with how it begins. Brock Lesnar comes out. Wow. And then just, <laughs> just squashes the entire locker room for like the first 10 to 13 people. Yeah. And he just, just it, it, and at it one point, you're, just, you're sitting there and you're going to yourself, okay, well, what, what's the end game for this? Yeah. Is the idea he's going to squash 29 and then we're going to get somebody who's going to pop out there and it's going to be like this incredible finish where he loses? Mm-hmm. Or is this going to be like, wh- how does this end here? I was surprised at how they squash it. And the idea that like when you got two big men in there at one point yeah, uh, and, and, he, and he takes them both out. You're Brock like, okay. Strowman and Keith Lee. Keith, yeah. yeah, Keith Lee. Both Brock guys Strowman and Keith who are absolutely, I mean, Keith Lee is a guy that should have been protected. I mean, for him to be double eliminated with Braun Strowman in that situation, this is a guy that has huge momentum in NXT. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. I think I kind of understand where they were going with the Brock thing. They're kind of building up to the guy that won the battle, the one the Royal Rumble. But yeah, look at some of the guys he's thrown out. Eric Rowan, who's starting to get a little bit of a storyline push. Kofi Kingston and Rey Mysterio, two former world champions, were treated like absolute garbage. Big E, a guy who... 
can do so much more than he's doing, thrown out like within like three or four minutes. Cesaro didn't make two minutes. Knock the Intercontinental Champion Nakamura didn't make two minutes. I thought some of the guys they had in there to be cannon fodder for Brock Lesnar and just being tossed over the rope, it was absolutely ridiculous. And I you mean, had built come on. Th- you had built things at one point that Strowman was able to go toe to toe with yeah. Lesnar. Now all of a sudden he can't. I don't now. Now all of a sudden he's just completely incapable of it. It was you know you you, you set up things in wrestling. This guy's stronger than this guy. This guy can take a beating, but this guy can't. This little guy can hang in there, but they can't. It's all part of the setup, and it happens throughout the entire life of their character mm-hmm. and how you build them in all the little matches. You you changed characters on people. Like you, you really made a lot of guys look like inept. Yeah, and it it it, it was it's really gonna surprising. hurt them. Oh, it's yeah. gonna hurt them in the long run. Yeah, for the benefit of maybe one or two little. Uh, Things going forward with Drew McIntyre, which who we'll get into in a minute, and maybe Brock heading toward WrestleMania, you hurt you hurt like a half a dozen eight other guys. I yeah. mean, it, you're going to kill your mid card. You can't do that. So now he eventually gets himself eliminated, and and it, it was also lazy storytelling that he was smart enough and strategic enough to just eliminate guys before the next guy came out. Right now, all of a sudden, he's taking part. his time, yeah. so he's finally ganged up on. And he gets he gets eliminated, and it has to be on a low blow because we can't make Brock look bad. Yeah, ricochet with the nut shot. It, it, rico- yep. Yeah, that, it, he does that, and then and then Drew McIntyre takes perfect aim and hit and knocks him out. It's like a once in line. So you ha- you protect Brock to the absolute fullest yeah, by having again. him eliminated. Yeah. Okay, because they, they're always going to protect Brock. Yep. Okay, so now what else did you observe? Tell me all about it. Uh, well, Drew ended up winning the match. I was so overjoyed. They're actually going with a new face. I mean, yeah, he's been around for in wrestling for about 10, 12 years. Great young man, finally getting his break. He had to leave the company, released by WWE uh, six years ago, went to Impact Wrestling, went to some other promotions around the world, built himself back up from the ground up, came back through NXT real quick, back to the main roster. I think it's awesome that they finally, that second half of that Royal Rumble was terrific. It almost took the bad taste out of my mouth from the first half. Drew McIntyre definitely deserves this push. I mean, it's not a Roman Reigns, it's not a Seth Rollins, it's not any of some of these other guys that people may have already seen. He, it's fresh, it's different. They're kind of building the character up over on Raw the last few weeks with the, um, I call it the Claymore countdown, where he does the three, two, one, and then hits the Claymore. He did that to the Miz during the match and then eliminated him. I think that's going to get over like gangbusters these next few weeks. And Drew is obviously going to be picking... Brock Lesnar, and that's going to be a hell of a match at WrestleMania in my mind. Yeah, that's. I think that's set up. Those two will fight each other. And what I liked about it the most was that I'm sitting on the couch with my 12-year-old, and my son's sitting there, and we see who's in the at the end. And we're talking, well, it could be this guy. Could be. We're going through everybody. In no way did we think Drew McIntyre was going to win. Like we, There was no... He didn't come up with it, and I didn't come up with it. When he won... We were like, that's amazing, because no, I don't think we saw that coming. And I think that was the one thing that they did so well that made some of the ridiculousness at the beginning feel better. They you were know? much more palatable at the end. Yeah, exactly. And the guy who won the match was the guy that eliminated Brock, who dominated the rest of the match. So maybe that was WWE's thinking in that. But at the same time, you still killed like eight guys. So. Okay, so I want to talk about the botch that I think I saw. So I'm going to tell Styles, you what I think yes. I saw. AJ Styles is tossed over the rope. Edge is, I think, the one that's making contact with him who's tossing him, if I'm yeah, not Edge mistaken. eliminated him, yes. Okay, so when it happens, there is a moment where I saw in live, like live, and then mm-hmm. you can tell me what you saw and what you yeah. heard. I see live him going over, and it looks like 
he's going to end up holding on the rope and getting back in again. Right. And when he lost his balance, he looked shocked that he was out of the ring. Yeah. And it looked a little disjointed. It, yes. it, it did. And Edge stopped moving. He actually looked surprised. Like he didn't have like a, yeah, I eliminated him. He had a crap look on his face. But then there were other wrestlers that stopped hitting each other and seemed to be looking that way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering, it seems to me like he might have been more involved in this thing and they had to do a few things on the fly at the end. That is very possible. But I also heard a report and I, and I rewatched the segment after we tweeted about it last night. AJ uh, was speared by Edge at one point a couple minutes before that. And he did a flip. And it looked like he may have tweaked his shoulder on the flip because afterwards he's holding like kind of by his left shoulder, I believe. And then there were some doctors around ringside kind of huddled up talking to him at one point because you may not see that live because you're watching the other action. There's so right, much right. going on in the well, There was Rumble. a point where Punk, CM Punk, I remember, was concussed or reportedly or something like that. And he hid in the corner of the ring for most of the time. Uh-huh. And they just kept the cameras off him. In fact, that's one of the stories that he yeah. told when he left WWE. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, or at least that's for, what he says. I mean, we don't want to get yeah, in the middle it, of their a, crazy it's a good, legal It's battle, a good point, point yeah. on your part. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that from the 2014 Rumble. But yeah, he was kind of in the corner for a while. And apparently um, word came down that he was supposed to be eliminated by Edge at that point because of the injury. Kind of one of those things that came up. They didn't want to further risk anything else. So it was one of those things where maybe yeah. he said, throw me. Yeah, I and, think but, so. But, but, but the thing was is that looked, not everybody knew. Yeah. So somebody maybe, who might have yeah. had a, something going on later with AJ now mm-hmm. sort of is like, oh my God, he's out of the ring. We're suppo- I'm supposed to eliminate him or he's supposed to throw me out or what's going on. Right. And I'm sure there's a lot of pileups after that where they're telling each other, this is the new plan. Yes. You know, like that's kind of like how that goes, right? Yeah, especially in a match like this when you have 30 guys. I mean, you know, if, if you got to change the plan sometimes. I always like Zapruder yeah. filming these things when they happen, you know? <laughs> I like looking at it going, hey, something went wrong. Like, let's see how they try to fix the thing that went wrong, you know? I always like, that's the thing that I always, like to me, I always thought it would be amazing if WWE, like, you remember all the times that Kofi Kingston would do the thing where he fell, but he'd do something acrobatic and get back in? Like a handstand or grab the, po- the right. barrier or but whatever. But at that moment, yeah. you knew, well, he doesn't even have a chance of winning because they would never have risked the guy who was the end result doing something that yes. crazy. Like the moment you see somebody do something insane where like if they fell, it would have just been, oh, they fell. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, if that's the case, they would have never have done that with that guy. Exactly. You know, yeah, like with, yeah, no Naomi way. last night. Yeah. When she ends up on the thing and she's trying to figure out how to get back across. I'm like, well, she's yep. not winning. She's out. Yep. Like that, because that, the moment that she does that, like there's no way they would risk their eventual winner because they have a plan for that person going forward. So yeah, I, I, I like to break things down when I'm watching the Rumble. I've always thought of the same thing that you just thought of, Chris. I mean, uh, every time that happens, I'm like, oh, he's not winning anyway. So if he slips and falls, you know, what does it matter? Right. It's just a little fun spot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something to keep, like, keep people with. Like, Naomi almost hit the floor there. I mean, one when she went off, her feet were dangerously close to the ground. And I kept, I mean, like, it was really close. And then the other thing, the... um. Who's the one, you know, you got to, you got to, you, you, I forget people. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That's why you're here. Okay. This is your show. <laughs> I'm just the guy that has the podcast network, but there was the spot where the big guy, Otis catches right. the one girl's the tag team. Oh, Mandy Rose. That's right. Mandy yeah. Rose. Who's really good looking. And yes, where's that? Where's outfits to accentuate all, accentuate all the right pieces. Mm-hmm. So I noted, I found it interesting that in the camera angle, you don't see that he's laying on the ground, Yeah, but also there wasn't a big reaction from the crowd when initially 
Then all of a sudden she gets up. There's a complete possibility when she goes down there that she does hit the ground. Mm -hmm. And then they get him in position with her and then they lift. He, he right. She's up again. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So like with the camera angle, like I sit there and I think to myself, like they, they did that on purpose because they wanted that spot to happen. Yeah. It was such a big thing storyline wise for them because the later elimination is going to be him, him catching two. Yeah. You know? And so they, they, they that's why that's filmed that way because you don't just in case she touches the ground, they yep. don't want to show that on TV. Yeah, I mean, um, I think he might have just been under the ring, too, because you never saw him come out. Just or, hanging out there. Yeah, and he just rolled out <laughs> at that particular time. He probably got a cue or something like that. And He had to sit. Wasn't there a match yeah, now before? we're exposing the business. But yeah, yeah. I mean, wasn't, that, wasn't there? Was that, that wasn't the first match, right? I couldn't remember. Was There, was, uh, there was the, a match before, right? No, the Women's Rumble was the second right, match so on the main card. He laid underneath the ring. For an entire match. Probably, yeah, because I don't <laughs> believe that unless there's... He's been hanging in the ring since people started streaming in or they have a door underneath there. Yeah. It's the only possible thing. They had to thing. have something to get him down there. There's no way poor Otis is getting in the ring for like two hours, including the pre-show. So. He's, he's down there. He's got some snacks. Yeah. He's got a little mini TV, some, some earbuds. You know, he's down there texting people like that. He's like... Me me under the ring for two. That's going to be a WWE Network special. Otis under the ring, 24-7. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Otis 24. That, check it out on WWE Network next month. Uh, let's circle back to Edge a little bit, because I like to talk about him, about him a little bit more. Um, Great pop. and Huge pop. And, and, I jumped out of my seat yeah. and just screamed. Yeah. I thought the neighbors were going to call the cops on us. I yelled so loud. Yeah, it was a great pop. <laughs> I was excited, too, sitting on my couch as well. So what do you what do you think? I thought he did well in there. He looked he looked good. Yeah. I mean he looks a little course, gray. Looks a little gray. You know, I yeah, mean like looks older. looks like he's older Mark, now, yeah. you know, but he he did well. One thing that pissed me off though, first spear, very first spear he hit, Kevin Dunn switches the shot off to the crowd. Yeah, you don't even it. see the first spear. They missed his initial spear. You how do you, find it how do, you do that? I don't know. I know that guy's been doing it for 35 years and he's the, I mean responsible for some of the greatest wrestling video ever. But how do you blow that spot? Yeah, they missed that. And in the and and when they and you watch, they'll be using like somebody's YouTube video to show that first spear. Yeah, probably. When when they do like the piece, the next or, piece or they'll they re-edit the show to include the right camera angle, probably. which I Who hope knows? they do. They might do that because yeah, yeah, the crowd reactions were great, but that was just the wrong time for it. Yeah, that was it was. But I thought I thought him coming out. I thought I thought the fact that he stayed in there for a long time. I started to believe that Edge could win. Yeah, like I was, sitting, I was thinking to myself, like Edge could win this. They could actually, this could be the storyline. Like Edge returns, he didn't, you know, and they're like, we can, we can build Edge to be something that could actually, like, he could be going for a championship and be like, I'm back and I could beat anybody, and you know, and, and it, he could be one of those guys that he hasn't been tainted by Lesnar if they wanted yeah. to bring him against Lesnar, where you know, you could sit there and say Edge could beat Lesnar, like you could come up with, like I started to believe late in that thing that Edge was going to win. Supposedly he's uh, got a multi-year deal, so he's going to be sticking around for a while. And it looks like at this point, uh, my, my prediction, just from the way it was booked, because he threw and turned turn on his old RKO buddy, Randy Orton, it'll be Edge and Randy Orton at WrestleMania 36. That's what I'm thinking right I now. I would think that makes a lot of sense. Now, I would have liked I would have liked to have seen Christian right after him. Yeah, do that a five-second pose. That would have been the yeah, cool moment. I mean, even if he Instead comes, of Santina Morella, we could have done that instead. Right, we could have done it. Been so much that would have been more fun. Yeah. Okay? Like, if he comes out next... And then the, imagine the secondary pop if he comes out next. Yeah. 
because he comes out, Edge is spearing people. They eliminate like one or two, three people. They do the five-second pose. Christian could be out shortly thereafter yeah. and continue with it. Like, to me, that was the one missed opportunity yeah. that of the that night cool. that I thought would have been just an awesome thing. I like the Becky Lynch thing. I, w- I thought it would have been cool the way that they built up the whole thing with the the, the green spray. Yeah. That if she would have been green face. sprayed yep. and still beat her with green spray going on her face, like somehow is able to land like a final move right after the green spray uh-huh. where she like blindly just gets lucky and takes out Asuka would have been because the way they set it up. I really felt like green spray could have still ended up in her face and she has to overcome it. Yeah. Again, it was another thing. Sometimes I think to myself, I should be writing for these guys because they, they, there's a few things they miss from time to time. I thought it was a pretty good finish, though. I mean, she kicked her just in time, so yeah. the spray went up in the air. Left and actually covered in her own ended spray. Up, yeah. yeah. I thought that was a really cool f- finish to that. And Bailey beat Lacey Evans in a match where people kind of thought it was so, so Lacey. I wasn't impressed by it. I kind of Yeah, unfortunately, Lacey's not her best match. I started doing other things during that one. I like Lacey Evans a lot, but unfortunately, that's just not her best match. Is there anybody that in the Rumble with their performance, we talked about it on the women's side, but anybody on the men's side that you sat there and said that guy really helped himself even though he didn't win in the end? Like he came out, had a good showing, or was it basically everybody was there to be supporting cast for... Uh, the the Brock Lesnar edge and eventual winner. Uh, I think you pretty much hit it on the head with that. See, and that's yeah. a shame. You know? the, in the men's match. In the men's match. In the women's match, we mentioned uh, the two NXT women, uh, Bianca and Shayna. Yeah. Who were outstanding. They got a lot of shine. I mean, Bianca eliminated like five or six. I think Shayna may have eliminated at least seven or eight. So both of those two really got a lot of shine. But in the men's match, not so much other than Brock and then the other folks that we just mentioned. Okay, so you mentioned to me at the beginning of the show, as we end the show here, you mentioned to me that you were able to finally decide that the AEW show would, at least at this point, has moved into one of your top five. Yeah. And you said it was because of the show that just happened. So why? Yeah, I don't know if you were aware, but Chris Jericho now has a cruise, a wrestling cruise. And they filmed AEW Dynamite on the cruise. It was a fun episode. They're on the deck of the ship, surrounding the ring. Uh, These are the things that I miss when the kids have a busy week and I got to cover Sox Fest for the Sox in the Basement podcast and I miss a few things. I didn't know that. MJF got thrown into a pool, which was really cool. (laughs) And there was that newsworthy event happening on the ship too. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, uh, buddies in the elite, won the AEW Tag Team Championships from SCU. So that's the first ever title switch in the company's history and happened on a boat. That's awesome. Really cool. And another cool moment too, Chris Jericho came out for his uh, segment on the show. The fans were singing his theme song. It was like a good old time. It was like a rock concert. (laughs) And I mean, the, the cruise itself, besides the show, they do like comedy skits and podcasts and meet and greets with the wrestlers. You're mingling with everybody. It's not like, oh, the wrestlers are in one corner and you can't talk you to them. You only see them every once in a while. It's they got inter- three security guards standing yeah. next to them. Right. It's a inter- fully interactive um, experience. It's really cool. AEW really capitalized on that. Probably their most focused and their most fun show they've had since they've gone in the air back on TNT in October. That's awesome. That's really cool. Next week, I want to get into more AEW because the first two shows here of the podcast, we've hit them in the last three, four minutes, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like we've done them enough justice. But you know what? Royal Rumble happened, and yeah. you can't... In the wrestling world, you can't have something like the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. Those are the three. And and you know what? Personally, I, I'm a big Money in the Bank fan. But there's, there's, certain, show, yeah. there's certain promotions that I'm like, you have to talk about them after they happen. Follow Mike and all of Windy City Slam's breaking news. 
and the stories and the articles, WindyCitySlam.com. You can find it on the Twitter. You can find it on the Facebook. You can find it on the Instagram. Okay, different variations of it, but Windy City Slam is out there. And of course, the podcast is found everywhere podcasts can be found. And also now, right up at WindyCitySlam.com. Do we have that all set up now? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, okay. um, the player is on the page. When you click on any of the stories, you can see the latest, uh, see the spot where you can uh, click on it and hear the latest episode. So there's actually a player on the website, but you can also subscribe right on Apple Podcasts. And we are expanding over the next couple of weeks. We should start hitting everything else. We should be on Spotify, I would say, no later than by the end of February. It takes, a, you have to have five shows in yep. and before you can even apply. So it'll eventually be on Spotify, but it is spreading now throughout the internet as we start this. And we're hoping to have a guest on next week, but until we have it completely confirmed, we don't want to tell anybody. Okay. But, uh, right? I mean, it's not 100% confirmed, right? Or it's, do you pretty, think it's pretty close. All yeah. Right. I mean, it, want, it, me to th- want me to throw it out there? Yeah. All right. Who cares? Okay. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Jonathan Hood. Yes. Okay. And it's a big name for us. Local too. Chicago radio personality, big wrestling fan, is yep. going to be joining us on Windy City Slam for our third episode. Yeah. Jay Hood, uh, ESPN 1000 sports host, busted open filling host, and he's got so many other accolades we can get into a little bit more next week. All right. So make sure you subscribe if you are finding us on a podcast player. And if you are listening through WindyCitySlam.com, I guarantee you that player has a link to take you to the main site or at least download the Podbean app and subscribe through that as well. Mike, good week. Good show. Great week. Yeah. And, I, we, and we were so overstuffed. We didn't even get to talk about Worlds Collide. Oh, my God. That was um, that was Saturday. <laughs> we don't have time, Mike. Great we show. We don't have time. Great show. Great Maybe show. I'll do a face, uh, Instagram Live on it later. There you go. Do Great an Instagram show. Live on it. we got to have bonus content. I want to keep this thing <laughs> in a half hour. We talk about every promotion that's out there. It'll be a three-hour podcast. Nobody will listen to it, okay? Yeah. We will see you all next week on Windy City Slam. Just screaming because my name.